Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. Absolutely, your number one station in the East Rand. I've just gone at 20 Central African time. There is our Mufti from the Boer Cup, our very own uh, Mufti Brian Smith. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tell me, Mufti, how are you doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Shafat and all our listeners out there. Indeed, a wonderful, uh, beautiful morning. I'm coming to you live here from the East Red Binodi. In fact, I met some brothers last night. They conveyed their salams to you. And they told me they're always looking forward to this Friday segment, you know, uh, people especially came uh, to meet us last night, Gene. Alhamdulillah, good. Uh, you both from the Boa Cup is there in the East Rand, and yeah, I'm going there. And uh, where's your Juma today, Mufti Saab? My Juma will be in four ways, Masjid uh, Shafat. Uh, after this, I'm heading to a uh, lodium at uh, the Muslim school there to address some students, and then Juma program will be in four ways, Masjid G. Oh, four ways, and the people are going. We wanted you here in Springs, in Bakerton, or, you know, things like that. You said would have made a plan. But anyway, you go and give it a go at four ways, uh, Mufti Saab. Looking at all the, uh, any, all right, any other programs you're having in the East, uh, East Rant? Uh, yes, tomorrow I'll be this side again, uh, inshallah, and then I'll also meeting, uh, some, uh, political uh, leaders and figures. Uh, today I'm meeting the Egyptian ambassador as well. So uh, from now until Sunday, I think uh, all our time has been uh, uh, allocated to certain programs, inshallah. But hopefully in the future, we'll come back. Yeah, in the future. Uh, where's your program tomorrow, Mufti Saab? Tomorrow I'll be in Malaysia, uh, inshallah. And uh, from there, I think uh, we'll come back to Benoni because I'm sleeping in Benoni tomorrow night. Okay, and talk to Yusuf, man. Yusuf says, Al, our Mufti... He's right under my nose and he didn't tell me anything. Uh, you know, yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, it's, it's quite understandable because uh, you were the delegation and you have been part of it. You went to uh, Palestine and so forth with them. So uh, we know that you committed to them. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, but in the future, tell Yusuf what you're doing because Yusuf, hey, he's, a, he's got a big plans too. He can move and shake too, Mufti Saab. <laughs> Definitely, I'll do so in the future, inshallah. Inshallah. Well, look at your questions that are coming through. This one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. My husband divorced me after seven years of marriage. He did not pay my dowry yet. What is the ruling? Hey, what type of husband is this, Mufti Saab? Uh, you you will find such uh, people in community, in society. See, now for seven years, uh, perhaps he was treated like a king, food in its place, clothing in its place, etc. You know, now not paying the debt that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has imposed upon him. You must remember the Qur'an says, وَآتُ النِّسَاءَ صَدَقَاتِينَ نِخْلَةً that uh, give the woman the dawah, the, the mahar, as uh, you have uh, made arrangements with them for that, you know. So that will remain a debt upon this person. He needs to pay it. He must pay it. He cannot escape from that. And also, if they decided, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, possibly uh, they decided at a time that when it should be paid, can he pay it, etc. So uh, they can decide amongst themselves how they're going to do that as long as he pays uh, every cent that he has promised her at the time of concluding the nikah. He cannot escape from that, uh, Shafarji. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, uh, looking at this question here, it says, uh, Mufti, we saw an imam uh, from Cape uh, said that a vaccine passport is required for those who want to attend uh, Salah. 
please comment. Uh, is this true, Mufti Saab? There was an imam from the Cape and he wants a yes, vaccine I'm, passport. Unfortunately, it is true. I've heard the clip. It was on one uh, radio. Uh, he spoke in Afrikaans, you know, him and another pastor. So when he gave his view, saying that uh, we will require, meaning him and his committee, uh, as a requirement, uh, people who want to attend the solar at the masjid uh, in Claremont, uh, they should come with their vaccine passport. And uh, then when the presenter asked the pastor, are you people from the church also implementing this? And the pastor was like shocked and said, no, we're not on that level as yet. Mm. So here yeah, again, mm. the Muslims surpassing uh, the non-Muslims, the same people that they're criticizing and condemning to y'all. And uh, we're imposing such things which Allah uh, and his Rasul Sallallahu has not imposed upon the believers since when is a vaccine passport a prerequisite for a person to attend uh, the Masjid Shafat? The person uh, uh, perhaps wanting to perform Salah, uh, he, perhaps he couldn't take the vaccine for some medical reason and now you're telling him, forcing him that he cannot enter. So this is again sucking up to the government and uh, doing things which the government has not uh, made mandatory yet in South Africa. So no problem to the people in that community find another alternative place uh, to Performing to read your surah is to aspire Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sad indeed, Mufti Saba. Can a Muslim sleep with a silk blanket? Hey, silk, Mufti Saab, silk. Silk, uh, Shafat, yes, the prohibition uh, for silk is in uh, wearing it. Uh, a person cannot wear silk unless a person is a medical uh, reason. Uh, like uh, psoriasis or some skin condition whereby a person cannot wear nylon, polyester, cotton, etc. And uh, silk will be, of course, uh, better for him. So the prohibition is generally in wearing. As for sleeping uh, uh, and using it as blankets and pillowcases, etc., uh, it will be permissible to use it because it doesn't fall under the general prohibition of uh, wearing silk. So yes, you can go if you have the money in the means and you feel it will make you sleep more comfortable, and by all means you can purchase uh, such uh, a bed. Uh, blankets and pillowcases, etc. Yeah, Yusuf, that question looks, yeah, it's from a Hanifi brother. Yes, it is. Hanifi <laughs> people and it's Shah. Hey, Hanifi, Shafi, Humbly, Maliki. But I noticed we got a lot of uh, Hanifis and Shafis are listening to us. Yeah, Humbly and Maliki and Mazab too. But uh, yeah, this is a Hanifi uh, question for Mufti Saab. It says, Mufti, can Hanifis eat cuttlefish as a delicacy? Hey, they want to Cut. eat Mufti Saab. <laughs> yeah. Your comments. Cuttlefish, yes, of course, it sounds like fish, but it, it's not part of uh, the fish uh, species, although it's a marine animal, you know, but it will uh, fall under that uh, mollusk, they call it, like your clams and uh, your mussels, etc., and your abalone, so it will fall under that category. So for Hanafis, unfortunately, because it is not fish, uh, it will not be permissible for them to eat uh, such marine creatures. You know, they will have to stick to uh, fish only. For other people of the Shafi Madhab, etc., they can enjoy these type of uh, delicacies if it is available on the market. Mufti Saab, can a Muslim sell hemp oil? Hey, Allah Prat dwellums now. <laughs> Yes, we should stay off uh, and far away from drugs and any narcotics and uh, things that can harm our bodies and harm our communities and societies. Nowadays, people are looking for loopholes, Shafat, 
legal and legitimate reasons to use uh, narcotics, you know. So hemp oil, fortunately, it doesn't fall under that category. It is permissible to use also because it comes from the hemp seed. So there's no THC in that. Uh, THC is the psychoactive ingredient that makes you goofed and makes you feel like you can fly and take on the world, etc. Uh, you know, so that it, it's free of that. And because it's free of THC, so it is permissible to consume, it is uh, permissible to apply also for external uses, and it will be permissible for a person to sell as well. Now, Mufti Saab, you know, you hear, hey, hey man, you're a goofball. So why they call the guy a goofball? Because being goofed with the uh, with marijuana. Uh, it is that also, and because he, he acts like Goofy, uh, the Disney character, you know, when you see Mickey Mouse and Goofy and uh, all these other funny, funny characters, because he's a simple fireman, so he behaves like that also, walks like that, talks like that also, so that's why I think they call him a goofball. Yeah, I remember that, uh, Yusuf, uh, you remember Goofy? Yeah, the lanky, uh, I think, yeah, the lanky dog, I mean, uh, the Goofy. Uh, we all knew about Goofy. Uh, Jazakallah khair for conscientizing us, Mufti Saab. This question says, an estate agent uh, increased the price of the house uh, that uh, we appointed her to sell. Is this permissible, Mufti Saab? Uh, it is not permissible for the estate agent to increase the house because it doesn't belong to the estate agent, so she cannot increase the price. Uh, if she did it, and then that funds will go to the seller, to the owner as well. Uh, it doesn't belong to the estate agent. What the estate agent can do is ask for a commission that uh, they mutually agree upon, the seller and the estate agent, or the estate agent can purchase the house from uh, the seller and then uh, put it uh, on the market for uh, a different price, and then that money will be permissible for the estate agent. But uh, doing things behind the back of the owner, and most of them do this also, Shabbat, you'll only see afterwards uh, that uh, the price has been inflated and increased. You know? So in that case, the owner has the right to claim that uh, extra uh, that was added to the house as well. Yes. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. You are perhaps one of the best. Jazakallah khair for that, people. It says, uh, with the upcoming elections, any guidance for who to vote, Mufti Saab? Yes, uh, Shafat, you know, Jazakumullah for the beautiful comments. Allah keep us steadfast. Uh, who to vote for? I think we should ask ourselves, is there anyone fit out there that will represent us in a government? The saddest part of politics is the promises made to our communities before the elections and what they actually deliver after being elected is two different things. It is like day and night because now they're getting perks, they're getting benefits from the government, etc. Then they forget about uh, those people who is elected them into power. But nevertheless, if a person is registered to vote and then look for a suitable Muslim candidate that belongs to a party that uh, promotes uh, Islamic ethos and values and someone that can argue our case in uh, the secular courts, etc., you know, look for such people, people that are ordinary people, uh, people that have uh, delivered in the past, community activists, etc. Those are the type of people that we need to vote for because, remember, voting is an intercession. Uh, you're interceding on behalf of that person. Uh, by testifying to his character and ability. So if you vote for a wrong person uh, with the wrong ethos, etc., then you'll be part and parcel of the sin uh, that this person will be committing, as the Quran says, you know. And if you vote for a person that has good Islamic values and ethos, then you'll gain in the rewards of all the good that that person uh, does in the future also, G. Well said, the Mufti Saab. Uh, this question on my screen says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Saab. I came across a voice note where they said we shouldn't call anyone a Mawlana because that is a quality of Allah. 
and we cannot attribute it as to any person. Please advise. I can send the voice note. And, you know, I know there was a old man, you know, the Arabic study circle many years ago and used to get, uh, you know, used to give us hours and hours of bayan. No, 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 you can't say Maulana. No, man, no. Uh, Mufti Sahib, your comments. <laughs> yeah, Safat, you know, social media and WhatsApp, so many voice notes going around, uh, just scaring us, you know, so many misinformation and disinformation, etc. The word Mawla has more than 30 meanings in the Arabic language. And yes, Allah is our Mawlana, and Allah also calls uh, Jahannam Mawla in the glorious Quran. So imagine the fire of Yahweh being called Mawla also, and then Mawla also means a friend, it means a custodian, it means a, a slave master, freed slave, all of these things. Imam Nawir has recorded up to 32 names uh, or meanings attributed to the word uh, Mawla. So you can call a person, Nabi Alayhi Salaam called Bayd, Anta Akhuna wa Mawlana, in one hadith, you know, he said, you are our brother and our Mawla. So Rasulullah Sallam has used this word for a human being. So in the, in, in the Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallam, in the teachings of Rasulullah Sallam, we take our lessons from and what is permissible and what is not permissible. So if the best of creation is used this word for a being, a normal person, then it's permissible for us also. So it's only a title of respect uh, because we're respecting the person for his knowledge and we're not venerating him and uh, putting him on a pedestal uh, and uh, making, uh, you know, uh, type of worship to him. So you can call a person. Maulana, yes, Maulana, Maulana, yeah, Maulana. Hey, you copy your like that, uh, Mufti Sa. Hey, Maulana, Maulana, yeah, Maulana. Hey, I still like it, Mufti Sa. I think uh, you need to, you need to cut a CD very soon, Mufti Sa, with the Maulana, Maulana. You taking us back about ten years ago, uh, where this one used to be famous and everyone used to play it, you know, Ya Maulana. So I think uh, there's some new tricks now on the market that people have forgotten about the classics. Yeah, those are the classic. Bring it alive with Mufti Brian Smith. Uh, Mufti Sama, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What is the issue with ITV? They want to protest. Is it advisable? Mufti Sam? <laughs> so far, <laughs> you know, I was, I was actually there yesterday. Uh, because uh, our team had an interview, but I didn't go in. And the day before that, they phoned me actually to tell me and send me the poster to say that they're going to protest. And I said, no problem, may Allah close you down completely also, because that was my comments to them. And so some of them didn't uh, take it uh, very well, you know. But they asked me why, because I said this writing there at the bottom, that the uh, ITV belongs to Allah, that is fabricating and lying against our creator, you know, so uh, things like that we cannot endorse. So when I went there yesterday, I spoke to some of the staff members, so there's mismanagement of funds, etc., and all of these things, and they had a protest uh, outside of the office. So I just sat in the van, and uh, I spoke uh, to some of these members, you know, and uh, they've got serious grievances, and uh, the ratings has dropped, Shafat. Not many people are watching uh, ITV nowadays also, which is uh, perhaps a good thing. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to sort out that mess, uh, someone told me also they might sell it to another consortium and uh, just to get out of uh, out of the mess that they're in. And uh, many of the staff members, they want to leave as well. So it is best that me and you, uh, we stay far, far away from such uh, pictures and trials. You know, people putting themselves in difficulties and they want people like us to advocate for their freedoms and advocate for their rights, etc. Uh, when it's good that side, we don't hear from them. When it's bad, then they come with all their complaints and their problems they want to run to us, Jesus. Hmm. Mufti Saab, I fail to understand how during 9-11 everything burned down, but miraculously 
few alleged terrorist passports were found. Explain, please. Yeah, those black boxes, <laughs> they still didn't find them, people. Yeah, and ask them, where's that plane that hit the Pentagon? They say it was a 757. Not even a tiny, you know, engine part was found. Now, Mufti Saab, your thoughts? <laughs> if we believe everything media throws at us, then there's something definitely wrong with us. You mentioned something very, very important now. Not even uh, the sound of an airplane coming when it knocked the second tower. There's absolutely no sound of the airplane. I think all those passports were planted there. These people are masters at the deception and deceiving the Muslims. And it was only to initiate their march uh, to uh, the so-called uh, Afghanistan uh, house of terror, you know. So they needed a legitimate reason to enter Afghanistan and plant their oil fields and uh, their oil pipes and gas pipes, etc. But they couldn't do it without a distraction. So they had to, 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 to sort of gather uh, the anger of the world and directed it towards the Muslim society. And this is what they did because many people believe that uh, some Saudi terrorists were responsible uh, in, uh, behind the 9-11 attacks. But I can tell you for a certainty, not one single Jew went to work on that day. So no single Jew was killed to work in the Twin Towers. So in that alone is a lesson for the intelligent people that we don't take anything that we see and read in uh, media and social media, etc. We do our own investigations. And a day will come in Allah will expose them, inshallah. Yes, Mufti Saba, well said there. I would like to know if uh, there is a zakah on my six-year-old daughter's jewelry. Mufti Saab? A six-year-old child, according to our understanding, is not a mukallaf, it's not balik yet. So because she is not balik, so the laws of Sharia will then not apply on her. So in this case, a zakat will not be wajib on a minor uh, you know, six years old, seven years old, etc. Yes, when the child becomes Bali, inshallah, one day, then uh, that uh, child will need to pay the zakat or the jewelry uh, from that time on and not from uh, before that, inshallah. Well, there's a dentistry question for you, Mufti Saab, because, you know, Yusuf tell me, hey, but our Mufti is good in chemical, uh, chemical uh, you know, <laughs> ingredients and all those things. He knows his stuff. But now I see someone who's testing you with a... Uh, Dentistry question. Listen up for all you dentists. And the question is, is it permissible for a Muslim man to wear a gold tooth, the whole tooth, but nothing but the tooth, Mufti Saba, with a gold on it? <laughs> yes, people People wear a gold, uh, or they wear gold uh, as, as uh, you know, as uh, a substitute for other type of dentures. Uh, in this regard, a, a person wearing this, it will not be permissible for that person to wear a gold tooth. Instead, uh, you should opt for silver instead of gold, you know, because gold, like we uh, know, it is uh, prohibited uh, wearing of gold, whether it is in a ring form, jewelry form, and similarly putting it in the mouth also, because you can use a perfect halal substitute, which is uh, called silver. So, uh, no, it is not permissible. We cannot give permission for that, you know. Go back to your dentist and tell him to make you that, or let him uh, give you a porcelain veneer, which is even much better. It doesn't discolor. It doesn't become yellow. It's an implant. It's implanted into the gum. It's a little bit pricier, but it looks more natural than putting gold or silver in your mouth. Yeah, Mufti Saab, now we know that the Sangoma says, hey, I will throw the bones and throw the bone. And the ancestors will tell me what you are all about. <laughs> Mufti, there's a bony question here for you. It says, Mufti, are we allowed to use tasbis made of Animal bones, Mufti Saab. 
we must be careful, Shafat. I saw uh, clips, you know, of how they're using big bones in China. And they're making these beautiful tasbis that the people are buying and purchasing here from our markets here. So first we need to verify where the bones come from and what type of animal bones was used in the production of this. So if it is from the animals that we are permitted to eat, then the bones of the animals will be tahir and pure also. Then we can use it as a tasbis. If it is not part of the animals that we are permitted and allowed to eat also, then it is not permissible uh, to benefit from the bones of such animals also. Hence, we should discard it and buy something that is permissible cheese. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahaba. Can a female read Salah in her pajamas, <laughs> Mufti? <laughs> a female, we must remember Salah, we're standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, when you stand in, in front of Allah, you're going to wear your best clothes, your cleanest clothes as well. When you go stand in front of any other important person, then you want to dress up even in front of your husband. So why would a person then want to wear PJs in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when uh, reading Salah? It will be just like, you know, it will uh, be a little bit offensive also. Uh, so, uh, yes, we cannot uh, uh, encourage people to do this, uh, this uh, trend of reading Salah in uh, pajamas. Of course, if there's no other clothes available, Shafat, uh, everything is in the wash or this is the only type of clothes a person has and covers the aura properly, then a female might read a Salah in uh, pajamas also, G. Okay, yeah, look at this question here. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. You are, mashallah, and may Allah keep you for some time because uh, you are really Amen. doing a sterling piece of work for the Ummah. And we also like your active, activism. You remind us so much of Imam Harun. Hey, this is definitely, uh, this is definitely from the Buakab that Imam Harun, I remember being at his mosque in uh, 1989. And, you know, uh, at that time, Ahmad uh, that was giving a lecture there, um, uh, should the Rushdi die? And I remember uh, it was uh, the imam they were saying that one day when Imam Harun was alive and uh, that Sheikh Didat came to speak in the same mosque, and Imam Harun said, here's the man, pointing at Ahmad that here's the man, is the Bilal from Africa. In other words, you know, he gave Ahmad that such a title at that time, it's unreal. No, we, we definitely took the, that for granted. But this is a compliment yes. for you, uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. And, you know, if, uh, if someone can say that, and I, I can second, uh, second that, because, mashallah, you walk the talk. Uh, yeah, the question says, uh, some say the time for Imam Mendi Omadi is uh, near, and perhaps he is born already. Uh, comment, please. Some eschatology from you, Mufti Saab. Yes, Shafat Imam Harun, the late Imam Harun, rahimullah ta'ala, a pillar of strength, someone who fought against injustice, someone who fought against apartheid, and he was martyred as well. So those were the leaders of yesteryear, and we youngsters, we should aspire to be like them, you know, always speak the truth, even if people dislike it. But nevertheless, Imam Mahdi, we cannot say for a certainty that he has been born yet, although there's speculations, there's people who wrote in the 60s already uh, that uh, he was born that time. But some of the major signs, I think we discussed it last week as well, the Euphrates River drying up there in, uh, in Sham, in uh, Syria, in uh, those places, Iraq, etc. So that is some of the signs. And then the fitness coming now, uh, as uh, the darkness of the night it is uh, raining upon us, fitna upon fitna. See now, we were speaking earlier about uh, a certain imam in Cape Town telling people not to come for Salah unless they have a vaccine passport. So yes, the web of the Dajjal, it, it has been spun. 
it is in uh, place already. It is active. And uh, similarly, when uh, the time will come now very, very soon, then Imam Mahdi, uh, may Allah have uh, uh, mercy upon him, you know, uh, he will come also because he needs to uh, to regroup this ummah and he needs to wake us up from the slumber that we are in so that we can see the reality of the era that we live in where truth is treated as falsehood and falsehoods Falsehood is being treated as the truth. If a person speaks the truth, now the Shafat is deemed a mad person. But if a person speaks what the people want to hear and listen to, then people hail him as a hero. So that's why it is very, very important to make preparations now for the coming of Imam Mahdi, alayhi salam, inshallah. MashaAllah, Mufti Sahib, you've been brilliant this morning. And perhaps your parting words. Inshallah, Shafat, those people in the Fawiz area, if they're there today, inshallah, we'd like to meet our brothers from the different parts of the country, inshallah. So may Allah grant us all success, inshallah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide and protect this ummah from every type of fitna out there. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Go and see him, people. Yeah, he's there at four ways if you if you can make it, Alhamdulillah. Yes, I well Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM one oh five point seven, your number one station in the East Rand.